This episode is unofficially brought to you by the Alaska Ferry. We're actually broadcasting from Canada. We are broadcasting from Canada. Right? Yep. Don't fret, friends. We didn't illegally come into Canada. Right now, we are on the Alaska Ferry recording this episode, coming back from the Inside Passage of Southeast Alaska and uh, to get back to Bellingham, Washington. We'll have to go through Canadian waters. Yeah, but it was quite the tease to get that text message from our friends up north saying, welcome to Canada. My cell phone got a, one of those notifications that's like, you've entered Canada. Nice to know, though, that uh, not getting charged data, talk, or text. <laughs> Isn't that nice? Can't wait to come so, back. I was going to say, till you Can't go. Can't wait to come back. Uh, welcome, friends. This is the Hashtag 59 Podcast. This is Season 4, and I am your co-host, Mike R., with my better half, Jill G., and we are doing switchbacks and sandwiches this season, for those of you who have not joined us, where we talk about day hikes and the sandwiches that we eat before, during, and or after the hike, depending on the situation. It has gotten more broad as we've gone. We thought we were going to pack a sandwich each time. We don't eat that much when we hike. No. So before and after sometimes too. Absolutely. And I think from this season I've gained four or five pounds from adding a a heavy dose of carbs and sandwiches back into my... It's worth it. Yeah, it was totally worth it. So we are talking about three hikes today. We took a... Alaska Ferry up from Bellingham, Washington to the Inside Passage in Alaska. And we more or less uh, set up shop in like three different places for several days. And we're going to cover a hike from each of those places along with the sandwich we ate today. So when you go do your Alaska Ferry Inside Passage hiking adventure, maybe you can uh, find one of these hikes as well. They're all pretty popular, so I would guess if you're going to be in these locations, unless you're really doing some kind of backcountry hiking, these would probably be the hikes that you would do. Some of them, yeah, because we did other ones that we're not going to talk about, partly because we didn't eat on those. (laughs) That's not why, but yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I want to give a shout out to Jill on, I mean, this hiker had her hand on that bear spray ready to go i did one hand on the bear spray one hand ringing the bell bear bell the whole time yeah the bears actually uh gave us a really nice sweet send-off when we left because they were they said when we were headed out of alaska they were gonna be able to get back to sleeping yeah right I was a little paranoid about running into the bears. Not so much. I feel as if I have gotten more educated on black bears. So I'm not as nervous where there's black bears. They called these brown coastal bears, which were pretty much grizzly bears, I think. So that made me a little bit more uptight, specifically when we were camping, too. And specifically the town of Gustavus, where it's lovely residents. I love Gustavus casually would mention to you that you could or could not perhaps run into a brown bear that had just been happened to be wandering around the community for the last several months and nobody quite knew where it was. 
Well, they would just always say, well, the one gal said, oh, there's been a bear spotted on the property a couple times in the last week, which, you know, makes my hand go straight to that bear spray trigger. Yes. So, anyways. Let's start with Ketchikan. That's where we went first. Yes. Ketchikan is uh, Alaska's first city, former salmon capital of the world, and I ate salmon there. We, we ate salmon everywhere. Yes, we did. And I will be honest, I feel like it tasted different. Maybe not. Maybe it was the ambiance of the place, but it was delicious. Yeah. Caught by locals, used, you know, caught wild, used that day uh, or the day after. Definitely different. So we hit the Rainbird Trail in Ketchikan, which you can catch. Uh, from three different trailheads, and it takes you through. Uh, Ketchikan is essentially a rainforest. The lady pronounced to us the first day when we were trying to dry off our stuffs from bicycling to their hotel to try to not make it wet when we were going to store it in her office. She said, "Don't worry, everything here is always wet." Which we have been for about the last two and a half weeks. Just a little damp most yes. of the time. But so that, we picked that trail up in town. It was by a school, wasn't it? Yeah, we took it from the school trailhead. And it really just kind of outlined the side of, I guess, the coastal area and then led you really close to downtown because then we walked from there. It was really nice. It was just, I mean, it wasn't that difficult. It was just uphill and there was a little area where you could kind of overlook the water and see the boats and the community and the town from there. Otherwise, you were just kind of in the woods. Yeah, you were in the rainforest. Rainforest, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, beautiful trees, though. Great moss and lichen shots, if you're interested Mushrooms. In you saw some mushrooms. Gorgeous mushrooms. And, yeah, good views of downtown Ketchikan and the Inside Passage Harbor there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, w- I would say, though, this hike was, if you're... If you're not used to hiking and these trails, all these trails that we did were, I mean, they weren't necessarily high elevation, like starting points, like Mm -hmm. in Colorado or something. These trails were often steep and slippery. I think it was because of the dampness, right? Yeah. There was, and the moss too, which even on a well-maintained trail, there was a decent amount of mud and, um. Yeah, it's just wet because it was always raining. Yes. Yeah. Bring your bear spray. Bring some sturdy shoes. Bring your bring a trekking pole. We brought a pair of trekking. Bring your raincoat. And bring your rain. Eventually, you get too warm, you know, because it it wasn't. I mean, it was cool, but your raincoat kind of holds in all the heat. But it's nice to have, especially before and after. So from there, we walked into town, which was maybe just another mile or something. Yep. Um, And we're able to spend some time there. Great. Let's talk about the sandwich. Well, let's talk about the omelet because we fueled up for the hike. Okay. Pre, we say that. Uh, really I like how you be. Are you really picky on talking oh. about the sandwiches, and now you want to talk about an omelet? You're right. You're right. Let's scratch that. However, we did have a really good salmon omelet. You're right. I broke my own rule. Okay. So we stayed at a really nice inn that had a wonderful restaurant and great staff. And the sandwich we were going to talk about then post-hike that we ended up eating later that night. Salmon Reuben. It was like a salmon Reuben. I got an excellent picture of it. You tell me. I didn't have that. 
It tell was, me what it was. It was uh, caught wild caught salmon, uh, tons of fisher, uh, local fisher fisher fishing boats. I was like fishermen, fisherwomen, fishing fishing boats with uh, smoked salmon, sauerkraut, cream cheese, capers, red onion, and an aioli sauce on toasted marble rye bread. It's good. That was a good sandwich. Edgewater good. Inn was the place we stayed at. They also have a restaurant that you can go eat at even if you don't stay there. Yeah, that was good and delicious. One of our many salmon meals, as we've said. I would say swing by the Edgewater, get that sandwich to go or fuel up before after and hit the rainbird. Uh, one other fun thing with the trails in Ketchikan is you will get your first glimpse of all the beautiful and mystical sounds of the ravens. Mm-hmm. I didn't really hear them until, um, well, you heard them in... Ketchikan. Yes. I didn't hear them until Glacier Bay. And I tried to take a little video of the sound that you might be able to post. There's, it was just the top of my tent. But it, I was trying to record the sound of it. Just be open to the mysticism and the sounds of the ravens when you're hiking in the rainforest in mm-hmm. southeast Alaska. So then we jumped on back on the ferry after our favorite construction crew rode the bicycle, rolled the bicycle team uh, through the construction uh, zone. They really. Uh, so there was construction on the road, and we were bicycling to the ferry. So they slowed traffic every time we came by. They were really nice. And every time when we'd come by, they'd say, "Oh, here we go, you two again." Yeah, because yeah. we did go back and forth a few times. Yes. Uh, then we took the. Ferry to Juneau, Alaska, Alaska's capital, town, city, 24,000 people, depending on what you consider that. And we went on Alaska's first road, the Perseverance Trail, which is now a hiking trail. We were able to hike. We stayed at the Silver Bow Inn downtown and walked about a mile to the trailhead and took this trail up through, uh, I mean, once again, it was rainy, it was foggy. Great waterfalls. There was great waterfalls on it. A lot of mining history there. So they have done a nice job of putting together information along the trail that you can read about different mining areas as you get up there. Um, And there's a number of different trails that branch off from the Perseverance Trail. Um, We just kind of went to one of the ends that overlooks like this, I guess this hole where... There used to be a lot of mining. It doesn't honestly didn't look like much now. I felt like the waterfalls were much more impressive as well as whatever that river was that was feeding it. They have some bridges that are built over there so you could cross them pretty easily. But again, I mean, it's a beautiful hike that's accessible from town, which is unbelievable. And I think uh, by walking to and from town, which has directions to it, uh, nine or ten miles round trip, they also have a mining museum there that you can catch at the Perseverance Trailhead? A lot of uh, restrictions, pandemic restrictions, were just getting lifted, and there was a lot of variable hours. So we tried to go to that museum, and I I guess I shouldn't say, maybe that isn't because of that, but it had really limited hours compared to what we had seen online, so we weren't able to go into it, but I'm sure there's some great history in there. I mean, the whole town is really built from there from the mining that took place, or at least that's what, that's um, why the, the modern day Yeah, town. that's how Juno got the um, 
massive amount of population that it did. Mm-hmm. Now, sandwich. Yeah. Toasted white bagel from Good Vibes Cafe mm-hmm. with a spicy smoked salmon spread on it. Their Good Vibes Cafe first sandwich, I might add. They just opened. Not the one you ate. That was the first one they started to make. That was their first, very, like, not... Like, their it, first recipe. It was their first recipe, uh, yes. Uh-huh. It was not, like, their day... Yeah. <laughs> but they I had think. just opened last week, last week when we were there, because I was talking to the person working the front, and they had a limited menu, and they just were starting with coffee and bagel with cream cheese and their first sandwich concoction, the... yeah. Salmon spread that we had. Which, if you've been listening to earlier episodes, I just want to be clear. A bagel is definitely a sandwich with the salmon spread on it. We yes. talked about dipping earlier, and that was not a sandwich. This, this was, was very clearly a sandwich. This was a sandwich. So we were having, on this trip, I guess, people were making our sandwiches for us. Right. Very kind, lovely people. Yeah, it was good. And from Juno, we then took... The Lecante Ferry to Gustavus, Alaska, uh, nicknamed, self-proclaimed, friendliest town in Alaska, Mm -hmm. 446 people. And from there, we tent camped in Glacier Bay National Park, which uh, has a free national park camping site at Bartlett Cove, walk-in only you can, they have wheelbarrows right there to walk your stuff in. And we went on the, we did several things in Glacier Bay, first of all. I write about them in the blog a little bit more, but uh, I had a wonderful time there. It's beautiful. And it's a really wonderful example of the National Park Service working with the different groups who were there before. Yes. The, I'm going to probably not say it correctly, but the Clinket have done a really, I guess, nice job of telling the story of the land before the National Park Service kind of took it over. So I I had a really, it was very educational. It was beautiful. We had, they kept calling it a bluebird day when we were there because there was one day that there was just no rain and it happened to be a day that we were out on a boat um, looking at wildlife and seeing the glaciers, and it was a phenomenal place. I know I mentioned this in the blog, but I think it's worth mentioning again here. I almost got tipped in my sea kayak by a humpback whale. Yeah. So that was pretty cool. And we did see all of our bears in Glacier From Bay, the boat. From the boat, so Jill did not have to deploy the bear spray. We did see a moose, though. We did see a moose. Kind of that ran you into ready. You were like... Yeah. Yeah, you she had the hand on the trigger. You were pulling you were pulling one of those tourist things. You were walking closer to it trying to get a pick. Nope. This moose yeah. this moose was a was seventy five yards she away. She was not that far. And I away. was I was gonna go like five feet closer. No, well yeah. No. No, no, no. I was just backing up slowly. But yes, yeah, so we saw a moose too. So from Bartlett Cove, Glacier Bay, <clears throat> a lot of people think that it's only water uh and it doesn't have a lot of maintained trails but it does have tons of land and tons of hiking if you're hiking in the wilderness it also does from bartlett cove though have maintained trails the 
Bartlett River and Bartlett Lake trails go from there, which you talked to a ranger, and they kind of said it was They just be... had some reports that it was really um, muddy and that there was areas that needed to kind of be remaintained, and it had just been a week prior. So she said, if you're going to do that, you'll probably only go so far and turn around. But we weren't necessarily there for the hiking, so we didn't do that piece. We just went on something called the Forest Loop Trail that was really right from our campground and just kind of went around to the lodge and back. There's a little there was a little lake there for viewing. Most amazing uh, views, though, of the, the beach right there. Amazing sunset or sunrise as the weaves out of the loop. Oh, my gosh. Water. And the mosquitoes. There are so many mosquitoes. So many mosquitoes. Uh, but the, probably the... I'd say the most intense examples of mosquitoes, moss, and lichen on trees and rocks that I've ever seen in my entire life. All three of those on that hike. Yeah, and it was just about a little over a mile. I mean, it wasn't very long at all. No, we did it like seven times. I mean, I was going to say there's a few times that you'd gone on it, but um, it was nice. It was peaceful. You can hear the wildlife. Nice. Yeah. And our dinner... Oh, our dinner, well, this again breaks my rule, was not yeah. technically a sandwich. We didn't necessarily, well, we didn't real. we brought some things. We had some canned soup, but we didn't have our jet boil. We were just going to eat it out of the can. And then we felt like we were going to get a few things at the Glacier Bay Lodge, because there's actually a lodge that's just down the way. She can go, but um, because of a number of reasons, they were only serving guests. You could not get takeout food, so... We made our cans of soup go for a couple extra days than we thought that we would need it to. So we um, ate down by the tidal line. You have to eat down there because you don't want to eat because of the bears anywhere close to your camp. Um, and so we ate down by the tidal line. I ate and walked at the same time because anytime I stood still, the mosquitoes were just so intense. But... That was not a great sandwich. But we, could, we we had planned on buying a sandwich yes. again, but it just wasn't in Backfired. the cards. But the soup with uh, with these with spicy chickpea balls. Oh, yeah. We got these little, like, crunchy chickpeas from the natural food store, too, as a snack. And uh, you put some of those in your can. And that was a fabulous soup. Uh, one other thing for the Forest Loop Trail uh, it leaves twice a day with a ranger or a naturalist if you'd like to go with them. And I'm sure they can give you all the details on the moss and the lichens. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think the main things from Glacier Bay National Park were definitely see the relationship that the... Clinket. The Clinket have a tribal house that they've built in conjunction with the National Park Service. It's just down from the lodge to the trail. The loop trail doesn't actually take you on it, but once you get to the lodge, you can go just a little bit down um, the bay and see it there. And they do a number of different programs. Um, it was just a really beautiful place. Yeah, that was great. Camping, uh, tent camping in Alaska was really neat. The Learning ra- how to in- eat in and out on the tidal lines. The rangers do a totem talk there. They tell you about the totem poles. There's also uh, the skeleton of a really large whale that was sadly hit by a cruise ship maybe in the 90s. 
I don't exactly remember when, but they 2000s, had thousands, two thousands, maybe yeah. they had tracked the whales since, um, the seventies. Cause you know, the whales go from up there in Alaska down to Hawaii and Mexico and then back up depending on the season. And, uh, they were able to, once, once it had passed away, extract the skeleton for educational purposes so people can see they can kind of live on in that way that was also very it was the whole alaskan trip i found to be quite educational from the trails to the towns to the history it's definitely a good place to visit or live wherever you want to go we met a lot of people who've uh moved up here a lot of i would we met a lot of uh women in their 20s and 30s that seemed like we're coming up here for seasonal, mm-hmm. you seasonal work. I think it's typical. It's stereotypical to think that it's all men, uh, but that certainly was not Mm-mm. the case at all. So come visit Alaska. Take the Alaska Ferry is great. The Alaska Ferry is great. It, it is. It's really difficult to describe. For those of you that want to go on a cruise, do not go on the Alaska Ferry. It's not a cruise, it's which a we've cruise. Made, had a lot of jokes out that it's not a cruise, but it's a really wonderful transport, and the people on it have just been really great, too. Yep, and I do talk about uh, the Alaska Ferry experience a bit more in the blog, uh, but hopefully you enjoyed some of these uh, hiking and sandwich picks in Ketchikan, Juneau, and Glacier Bay National Park. Where are we going to? Oh, we're going to be back in Washington. Another set. Part probably three or something. Part three, maybe part four. We got some stuff going on. We're going to Rainier. Mm -hmm. I might go up Mount St. Helens. Yeah, there's a lot to come. We'll see what we can get into. All right, friends. Well, thanks as always for listening. No debate this week about the bagel. It was a sandwich. Was we'll up our sandwich game for the next one. Just says this at the end of every podcast, and then I don't say it again until the beginning of the next one, right before we record. Yep. Mm-hmm. Thanks for listening, friends. Uh, as always, if you like the podcast, leave us a review and subscribe. If you want to dig in more with what we have going on in the hashtag fifty nine community, hashtag five nine dot com. We have a blog. We have past podcast seasons. We have a trash cleanup team and public events. And we have a postcard club. And by the time you listen to this, maybe we'll have something else. But for now, thanks for listening, friends. Mike and Jill signing off from the Alaska Ferry. Adios. Bye-bye.